0: Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing Podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm excited to have Kelly McCarthy join me this week for my podcast episode on Grief. A proud women's college graduate, Kelly has been advocating and supporting young women for over 10 years. Her prior positions as a hall director in higher education allowed her to live on college campuses where she was able to encourage, support, advocate, and be a mentor to many young adults. While her time in higher education was short, she continues to support and advocate the next generation of young women in her role as membership recruiter for the Girl Scouts, where she goes into schools to share the organization's mission and gets girls and caregivers excited to join. During her free time, you can find Kelly at her happy place, Burn Boot Camp Granger, lifting weights, spending time with her friends around South Bend, Indiana, and enjoying a peaceful night on the couch with her fur babies, Pop-Tart and Celine. If you want to hear more, stick around.
1: Holly, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I am um, excited, as weird as it might sound, to talk about grief because I think it's something that we go through pretty regularly and we don't talk about a whole lot. So, um, so why don't you start us off and just share a little bit about how you got interested in talking about the topic of grief?
2: yeah thanks so much for having me um so like you just said you know grief is something that we all experience at some point in our life and grief can You know look in many different ways it can look like a loss of a loved one um, a romantic relationship you know a friendship loss of a pet or a job um but what i've recently noticed is that society uh, it's a subject that we just don't talk about openly enough Um, and i'm currently in the thick of grieving right now so i just lost my friend kim two months ago to cancer um and since her passing, I've been pretty open about my grief, you know, the good, the bad and the ugliness of it and I've been posting via Facebook and it's definitely a very vulnerable way for me to process these feelings Um, but I realized that the more that I kept posting the more and more people reached out to me and they're like, you know, your post really inspired me and helped me, I'm going through this in my life Um, and so I was just like, why not continue it? It's a great way to have a conversation. And then when you posted about having um, more people on your podcast, I was like, oh, wow, this would be super awesome to reach more people and to have the opportunity to continue the conversation around grief.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, you know, I think one of the things that I pride myself on with this podcast is that we talk about stuff that people don't want to talk about right and yes. and really trying to get rid of that like only or being the lonely person so thanks for sharing that I think that um, I, I'm glad I guess to hear that folks have reached out to you based on your postings I think that that hopefully is where you are going with that and that folks have have really needed that yeah So what are some things that you've learned about yourself through your own grieving process?
2: I've learned so many things. So the first thing that I have really taken some time to think about is the process of grief and how we learn about grief growing up. And I really realized like it's basically, you know, through your family unit and those that have surrounded you through growing up um, on how well you know about grief and how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the first thing. The second one is I realized at a very young age, I did not have any of those tools um, to gr- to know what grief was about or to grieve in a healthy way mm-hmm. um, or how to process all of those feelings. Um, number three was it taught me to be proud of my feelings. I'm a highly sensitive person and I've always carried some shame around this, but after starting therapy last December, I've come to terms that it's okay to feel loudly and deeply. And Mm -hmm. I want others to understand that as well, that it doesn't matter where you are in the grief process, you are going to have these feelings and it's like a waves, you know, they come and go. And so Mm -hmm. it's okay to have those big feelings. Um, since losing my friend Kim, I realized that I want to make more memories, and um, I've always been a two to three job person. Um, that's just the higher ed in me. And- <laughs> Um, I realized that I am in a a part in my life that I want to make more memories with friends and having more experiences with them. Mm -hmm. So that was important. Um, And I've also learned that I am more compassionate and caring towards people that I have um a better level of understanding of what people are going through at this point of their lives so in their adult lives and how hard it is to grieve when you're adults
1: yeah gosh i love all of those i i as you were talking about um you learn how to grieve through your family right? I think about like what that has looked like in my family and I'm hoping others have also, right? And where are there some gaps um, on Mm -hmm. on that grief and, and those pieces. So I love that. I also love the making more memories piece. That was, that was awesome. And I definitely wrote down that it's okay to feel loudly and deeply. I think that is incredibly important and helpful. And I loved that piece too. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing it. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to make an assumption that um, you have had some support systems through your moments of grief and your, your periods and times of grief. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of having a support system?
2: Yeah. So the first time grief impacted my life significantly was when I was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother Sean passed away from AIDS. He was 29 years old and it just broke our family. Um, yeah. I was the, I'm the youngest. I have two older siblings above my brother who are 19 and 20 years older than I am. Um, and I remember that after he passed, no one talked about him in any kind of way. Um, I would always bring him up and And it was kind of a let's change the subject kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Granted, I know now that I'm an adult that it was, you know, pretty heartbreaking and um, it was really rough to deal with. But I also felt very alone and isolated because, again, I was 13. None of my friends experience a loss of um, someone in their immediate family. They may have lost like an aunt or uncle or a grandparent, but yeah. no one of my friends knew what I was going through. They didn't understand what grief was because they didn't have to go through it. So right. I was super, super, super alone in this process. Um, and This time around, it has done a 360. Um, I have the most wonderful support system, Um, so much so that when Kim passed away, I was overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by the amount of people that reached out to me, either just seeing, checking in to seeing how I was doing, asking me if I wanted or needed something. Um, It was one of the most humbling, like feelings I've ever had because. I'm the one that usually checks in on everyone else. So to have so many people check in on me um, was super amazing. So one of the big examples was my friend Amanda, um, she's really close to me. She's She goes to the gym with me. And she's like, what can I do for you? I know that you're hurting, but I can't take away those feelings. And at that point, I was like, I'm just trying to survive. I don't know what I need, what I want, what I'm even doing. How am I even getting up and going to work and dealing with everything? And she's like, have you thought about how you're going to cook food? And I was like, nope, I haven't gotten there yet. I was just probably just going to put stuff together and hope that it made a meal. And she was like, can I please make you lunch and dinner for the rest of the week? So five lunches and five dinners for the whole entire week. And she dropped it off. And I was like, that was the most amazing thing that someone could have done for me was take that burden off of my plate at that time mm-hmm. because I literally – had so much going on in my head because I was still trying to help the family put services together. We were, right. we had a group of 13 of us that were really close and helping her family through this process as well. So I wasn't thinking about my needs. And mm-hmm. so for someone to take that needs off my plate and fulfill it, again, was like one of the most humbling experiences. Mm-hmm. So support is crucial going through a process like this and i know a lot of people don't like to ask for help or Mm -hmm. they don't know what they want but if someone is going to offer a service like that even like clean or you know take kids to school or whatever i would say yes say yes to that Um, because this is not a process that we should do alone Mm -hmm. Um, and the more support you have the easier it is that you're going to go through this process.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, gosh, five five lunches and five dinners is incredible, yes. right? And I think about just even in my own world when I'm not grieving that life is just difficult, right? And then adding on the 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 emotional piece of that, um, mm-hmm. I, I can I can only imagine how incredibly helpful that was and thoughtful. Um, that was so that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. I'm lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. You're lucky, but also probably um, would do it for others as well. Yes, so, I would. <laughs> yeah. yes. Awesome. Well, what are some, um, what are some ways someone who's going through grief can be supported after the services are over? I think that that might be a misconception, right? That like, yeah. oh, the services are done. You need to move on but that's not always the case. So what are some um, some suggestions you
2: have? Yeah, so um, I have about six different ways that you could support someone um, after the services. Because again, like all the support is there, you know, up into the service and a little bit after, just making sure that everyone's okay and if they can help out. But it's really the after, you know, the month, the two months, six months in um, that, you know, someone's going to need more support. So the first one, and we just kind of talked about this, um, is offer help in practical ways. So again, like, does your friend need you? Can you pick up their kids from camp or school or drop them off? Can you do some cleaning? Can you do some laundry? Practical ways that even though they may seem um, easy to do in a regular state of mind when you're grieving it's really hard to accomplish just small things like even getting out of bed and going to work was extremely hard for me for the first month Mm -hmm. Um, and so having people help me in practical ways another practical way that one of my friends helped me was I live alone, and I don't, you know, I'm single, and I just wanted a hug and to be held, and mm-hmm. so she invited me over, she made me dinner, and we put some worship music on, and she let me cry in her lap, and she was just, like, playing with my hair, and that's, and that's what I needed. I just needed mm-hmm. to get out all of those feelings, and she listened if I needed to talk, or if she was just, she just let me sit in my feelings mm-hmm. and made me feel supported that way, and mm-hmm. um, So that goes into the second one is create a safe space uh, for them to share and just listen check-ins is great. Um, you know, maybe not just how you're doing, but, uh, one of my other friends from church, um, the first thing she asked me after Kim passed away was, you know, tell me one of your favorite memories about her. Mm. And so that got my mind off of the loss of her and to think about something happy about her. So Mm -hmm. check-ins is great. Asking questions. um, like, do you need anything, how you're doing, again, like, just asking questions about maybe sharing about that person that had passed, or whatever your grief is, um, the next one is don't draw comparisons to your experiences, unless appropriate, so, like, don't, if they're sharing about what's going on, don't share your story, unless they have specific questions, or they ask for it, Mm -hmm. um, And the last one is don't diminish their grief. And when I was 13, I wanted to read all of the self-help books because I didn't know what grief was, right? Like, is there a 10-step program? What are some tips and tricks on how to you know, get over grief, but grief does not have a time limit. And Mm -hmm. so someone posted on my timeline, there's a story that goes along with this picture, but the picture is a bookshelf. And on this bookshelf is a very thick book. And on the spine, it says grief. And so as the story goes on, you see and it talks about that the bookshelf is getting filled up with the normal things that you used to do before grief. So like going to work or going to school or whatever it is, and your bookshelf is getting filled up, but your grief is always still going to be there. It's Mm -hmm. gotten a little bit smaller, and you may not remember every second of every day, but it's it's getting smaller and smaller because you're continuing to do the things that you love in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's important that we don't put a timeline on grief. So if someone lost someone in a year later, they're still having a hard time. That's just their process. Um, I wish there was, you know, a magic, you know, spell or something that could be like, okay, grief is over in 10 days or whatever it is. But it's definitely a slow process for some and some it's a faster process. But I think as a society, we do diminish grief very often and think that after a certain amount of time, people should be healed. And it just does not work that way.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are really good. And I think um, very specific to kind of that after, after the service, right? Like sort of the immediate after um yeah. and and i'm wondering if you have some maybe additional tips or some things that are maybe a little bit more long-term tips for the for the listeners
2: yes so my first one um is therapy um i'm always going to advocate for therapy it changed my life so as i mentioned earlier i started therapy back in december to actually start working through the grief of when I lost my brother and so never in a million years I thought I was going to go through grief the grief process in real time um so i have been working through some unhealthy ways that i process the grief when i was younger because i didn't have any of the tools Mm -hmm. um and now that i have a therapist who is non-judgmental and that has given me so many tools to work towards grieving in a healthy way um it has been a game changer for me i can't um you know, say enough how therapy has helped through this whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say keep talking, you know, after services or a month or two or whatever. A lot of people stop talking. Um, And so just share, you know, even if it's with close friends, the good times, the funny times, even the bad and sad times. Um, but just to keep talking about it, it will help your healing. Mm-hmm. Um and so the next one might work for some people some people might be scared of it but sit in your feelings Mm -hmm. i've learned this in therapy a lot is that you need to feel all the feels and there are a lot of feelings that come with therapy or going through grief um and is it uncomfortable Yes. Um, is it hard? It's extremely hard. But I found that there is something so powerful about being able to feel all the fields and then using those tools that I've learned through therapy to work through them and get through them without, you know, putting them back underneath the, the rug and just not right. visiting them again.
1: Right. Um,
2: The next one is find a support system. Um, If it's a couple friends, if it's a group of friends, whatever that support system looks like. Again, I said earlier, this is a process that no one should go through alone. Um, So having a support system is going to help. Um, I've talked about grief doesn't have a timeline and to make sure that you understand that and that it's okay. Number six is give yourself grace. Oh, this has been a hard one for me. Um, there, there are days where I'll go two, three, four days, and I've had great days, and then a song will hit, or I'll drive through town and and see a place that we used to go to all the time, and then I would just start crying and start having all my feels, and it will take three, four days for me to get back into a normal stance. Um, mm-hmm. But I've learned to give myself grace. Like, it's okay that I'm not giving myself 100% at work and at church and all of these things that I'm a part of. It's okay, okay. to be 50% here, 30% here, whatever. Um okay. The next one is keep yourself in a routine. Um, I'm a huge advocate for working out as well. And I love my community at Bird Boot Camp Granger. They are the most supportive, loving people that I've ever met. And without going to the gym and being in that routine, I would be a hot mess. At least Mm -hmm. I know in my day that's something that A, it's time for me. Mm -hmm. And B, it's something that I it's consistent and i know how it's going to turn out. yeah. um so it's super important to keep yourself in a routine and then the last one it's hard for everyone but ask for help. so mm-hmm. if it's at work um you know maybe you need a combination or Maybe you need to talk about working from home or having a half day or just like being open and honest with your boss about it. My boss and I have a a great relationship um, and she's been super supportive. in what that looks like for me, Um, Mm -hmm. if you need help with your house or whatever it may be that you need help with that you're struggling with. You know, I'm sure your friends or your support system will be there to help you in any way. You just have to ask because some, sometimes I've realized, too, like after the services, if people don't hear from you, they think you're okay. Right. And sometimes you are and sometimes you aren't. So um, asking for help means like, okay, they they haven't asked for help in a while and they need it. So let me see how I can help them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Gosh, that was such a great list. I um, resonate with so many of those, and I know some of those um, are very grief-specific, and some Mm -hmm. of them are um, some of the things I've talked about on past episodes about, you know, sitting in your fields and Mm -hmm. and seeking out therapy and giving grace to yourself, and I think that those are such great life-coping skills as well. Um, You know, and so I love to hear that they're also part of your tips around grief, um, and so if folks are starting to master those in some of their other areas of life, maybe just maybe they will um, feel good leaning into those um, when grief in whatever form um, uh, approaches them. So, right, yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, this is really good information, Kelly. Thank you so much for all these incredible tips. There's some really really good gems in here um any final thoughts for my listeners
2: Yeah, so you know I love quotes, and either I usually start with a quote when I do something like this, or I end with a quote, Um, and so I have one that I would love to share with your listeners. Um, So it says, grief never ends, but it changes. It's a passage, but not a place to stay. Grief is not a sign of weakness or a lack
1: of faith. It's the price of love. That's fantastic. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with the listeners. And Kelly, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode and talking about a really tough topic and sharing your own story and your your own experiences. I know that this will definitely hit with some of my listeners, either now or in the future when um, when grief strikes. So thank you again for being a guest this week. Yeah, thank Um, you. Alright friends, well thank you for coming along and joining on this week's episode on grief. Uh, I appreciate that you spent time uh, on this episode and thinking about some of these hard topics like grief and um, how to navigate and manage and find your support system through it. So um, if you um, are are ready, well, if if you're not ready, here it comes. But um, our affirmations for this week, uh, I'm done apologizing for spending time focused on me. I'm done apologizing for spending time with all my feelings. I'm done apologizing for asking for help. And this one's for you to fill in. I'm done apologizing for. Friends, go out there. Have an incredible week. Do the amazing things that I know you are capable of. And remember to like, follow, and share this podcast wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're on. If you love this episode or maybe you're re-listening to another one and you think there's someone out there who needs to hear it, make sure you screenshot it, send it to them, share it on social media, make sure you tag me at at over on Instagram or on Facebook and help to spread the word to others who may uh, want to hear or need to hear these important topics. Remember that I have a guest form for you to fill out because everyone has some incredible topics, some passion areas to share some incredible, amazing things with my listeners. So make sure you're filling out that guest form. I want to hear from you, or maybe you know someone who would be an incredible guest. Make sure you share their information so that I can reach out to them and invite them to be a guest on this podcast. And remember, you are fabulous, you're a badass, you've got this. And I'm here for you.